In the last episode, I had the honor of speaking with my good friend Steve Sullivan. Being parents in this era is indeed a difficult task as we have to balance the work view with the view of a much more moral world that somehow lost its value. But for now, enjoy this talk with Juliet Herman. In this episode, I'm joined with the amazing Juliet Herman. She's a partnership creator, communication whisperer. I'm just totally reading this off of her LinkedIn profile. So if you go check her out on LinkedIn, it's exactly what you're going to see. And uh, I met Juliet through the 30 Days of Videos Challenge, and she is crushing it. Tell you guys have to go check out her videos. They're amazing. They're full of knowledge and depth and wisdom. So, Juliet, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks, Jeanette. So, this is my first podcast. So, I'm really, really, yes, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I, let me just start with the threes. And this is how I actually came to develop my very first video. Um, but I developed this strategy for business and life um, that consists of three E's. I love alliteration, so it works well. It's easy to remember. Yes. Uh, the first E is embrace, the second E is engage, and the third E is evolve. And the way that all works together is you first need to embrace, which means to really do an excavation, understand where you are at the moment, accept that, because where you are is where you are. You can't change it. Then once you figure out where you are and you understand the problem, not the symptoms, the problem, then you can move on to engage. And what engage is, is it's, it's about engagement. You need to take inspired action. And the reason I always emphasize the word inspired is because everyone knows how to take action. Oh yeah. When it's not inspired, which means there's no point to it. You're just doing action for the sake. It's busy work. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to spin in a circle. So when it's inspired, that means that you have understood what the problem is. Yeah. You now know, now you're in the part where you're figuring out how to take action so that you could evolve, which is the third step. Evolve is where you ascend, where you actually have achieved your goals. So it's really simplistic, but simplicity to me means that it's an easy framework. All it is is a framework. I use it every day. Um, I've had friends even tell me, I was really flattered. A friend told me that she uses it. Um, even on a personal level, which is wonderful because it does apply to life as well. Yeah. Um, and, and all it is, it's the way to really um, figure out how you could achieve your goals. That's essentially what it is. But most people are great at knowing, oh my gosh, I have a problem. Mm -hmm. I just want to get to success. This is my end goal. Well, there's this huge part that you're forgetting. Yes. You got to get on the freeway. You got to get on the highway. Absolutely. Everybody's like, I want to, I want to get to the concert. Yeah. You think about, Hey, I got to get in the car. Yeah. Got to know which direction to take, see yep. what traffic's like, how long it's going to take me. Right. You can't just, I mean, that would be great. I mean, we need yes. portal technology. Right? Yes. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I'm over there. That's really cool. I love that. Embrace, engage. Evolve. And when you do all of those, when you do those two things, you evolve. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Would you like to know a little bit about hacks and hobbies? I would love to know a little bit about it. Or you can tell me a lot. Um, well, I've talked a lot about it, so you would have to go check out the podcast. Um, so hacks and hobbies, uh, I started just to document the process of when I started beekeeping. I took a beekeeping class. Love 
And um, I was like, you know, I need to jot this information down so I remember it. Yeah. So I started doing a podcast. And what's funny is I had started a podcast with two of my friends, two of my cousins, uh, about seven years ago. And we called it Still Brewing It because we're constantly talking about ideas. We're constantly thinking about things. And we're like, okay, how do we, you know, where do we put this information down? The problem, we, we managed to do four episodes and then we were just not able to continue because um, I was living in Colorado. They, they were living in uh, California. So I was like, all right, you know, I guess it's not going to happen. <laughs> so then this year I was like, okay, I have to do it on my own. Plus it's 2018. I turned 42. And as everybody knows, 42 is the ultimate answer. And that's reference from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 42 is the answer. What's the question? Don't worry about the question. <laughs> so I was like, I have to do something this year. And so I started connecting more with people on LinkedIn. I started, uh, started a podcast, got into more and more, you know, connectivity. And so here I am doing podcasts and I've been interviewing amazing, awesome entrepreneurs, speakers, people who are just doing amazing things with their life, with their profession, making other people's lives better. So that how and why I started Hacks and Hobbies. I read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy the yes. very first time I went mountain climbing. Nice. Um, it was an extraordinary book. And to your point um, about the question, what is, I know that was in there. So I was thinking about this the other day. I saw a quote and I love it. Think about the word question. The quest. What? The quest is part of the question. Is that awesome? I love that. I, so I've been, I'm, I mean, I think anyone who's read my post, I'm really into writing. I love it. I've been both, and I'm, I love reading as well. So I've been collecting, um, as well as writing my own inspirational passages since I was um, in junior high. Nice. So very long, so since I was like just a young teenager, my whole life has been just about what inspires me. How can I help other people feel inspired? Yeah. I think there's so much inspiration around us. And it not only drives you, but it, it, it shows you that we're all connected. So to me, I saw um, the other day I was walking, I'm really lucky. So I live in New York and I, I live on the river. Um, it's really quite beautiful. And I was walking along the sidewalk pavement right next to the river. And there was a weed growing in the crack. And I'm not kidding, I was so moved by that because if you think, you know, I'm in this huge concrete jungle, and there's this weed that's literally growing in a place which is just surrounded by concrete that someone broke accidentally. But anyway, so it, and it was just shooting up. And I thought, that's really what life's all about, isn't it? Because it's about us taking things where we're, we're told, you know, we're, we're taught from a young age that this, these are our limits, whether from our parents or society or people that we meet, or people who um, have been so limited by their own beliefs that don't want us to succeed, because if we succeed, then it makes them feel worse. And we're taught that at a young age, but then there are people like me who at a very young age, yes, I was taught that, I still was, and yes, there's still challenges I have, but I've always been this happy person because 
no matter what junk was going on around me or what I was told, I always knew inside my heart. And I developed this long before anyone ever taught me this. Nice. That the way to get through whatever was going on or whatever I was feeling was to smile. So it's really funny that as an adult, I eventually learned the term fake it till you make it. No one ever taught me that. I remember I would start to force myself to smile. So even that, do you know what I mean? It's like I would, I would take that smile, it would start in my stomach and I would bring it up and eventually I would buy into it. I would feel that smile and I would send it out there and I would shoot it to you. And so to me, that's what life's all about. So to me, my whole life has been all about feeling inspired, being inspired and helping other people. You're so on point with that because see, I learned from Tony Robbins. Oh yes. When I grew up, I learned about Tony Robbins and I was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. So all of my enthusiasm comes from, you know, listening to his tapes and learning from him. He's great. Like I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I was born in Pakistan and, you know, I went to school in a boys only school until oh, wow. I graduated high school, essentially. Then when I, come, when I came to the United States, I was a different person. I was very sensitive. But then over time, I kind of built up a thicker skin and understood people's and you know how they act and everything and one time i was up late at night and i watched tony robbins speaking i'm like who is this man and then immediately i ordered the audio cd sets it was just amazing going back to fake it till you make it yeah that was very essential 15 years from now yeah because we didn't have platforms like linkedin and youtube and facebook and instagram we didn't yeah it was important to fake it because there were doormen waiting like you can't get through this door to be a public figure till you have done it on your own so you have to fake it but now we're in a in a society where people don't like them fakers anymore so you have to be the, your authentic self, bring out who you are. And what, what Gary Vaynerchuk says, document that process. And when you document that process, people all over the world be like, okay, this person is really struggling on what they're doing. And they're sharing what they're going through. And boom, it's right there. And that's what's so powerful about where we are. Like right now, we're just having this conversation. I could be live streaming this to Facebook. I could be live streaming this to YouTube. Any other platform that I want to, I could be live streaming it and people would be commenting, oh, this is so awesome. This is so great. All right, so we live in this awesome society where anything is possible. The one thing that I mentioned on many of my podcasts before is Ants Canada. Yes. Right? <laughs> I had an ant farm when I was a kid, by the way. I had, I had an ant farm when I was a kid, so I understand. I don't like insects. I can't even believe I had one and I enjoyed it. And they all died. So <laughs> I can I don't know if you can hear, but I hear a crying. I hear your daughter. Was that your daughter? Yeah. <laughs> I love her. She if anyone's listening, you have to see his video. He has the cutest little girl in the world. Unbelievable. Thank you. So what's one hobby that you absolutely enjoyed throughout your life or something that you didn't get to do? One thing, and I don't even know if you call this, well, one thing. Okay, so, so I absolutely am passionate about dancing. Dancing is so energetic. I, I took dancing lessons for 15 years. Wow. Um, I did it like regional theater, so I took acting and dancing. 
And it's really quite wonderful because where I took it is right near where I live. Mm -hmm. And this is my dream. And so I just want to interject one thing to people. Yeah, yeah. You never know how long it's going to take you for a dream to, to be fulfilled. Never give up. And don't worry about the time because time is just a human construct. So we may want something to happen in the moment. Sometimes it may take one year. It may take one day. It may take one month. It may take 10 years, 20, 30, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It will happen. You just keep going and you never give up and you just keep dreaming and being positive and it'll make it. And then just let it go because don't attach to it too much because that keeps things from happening as well. But anyway, so now I literally live right next to where I used to dance. It's kind of, it's really, it's fun. I love it. But um, so to me, you know, sometimes when I use dancing to just lift my spirits. So yesterday, a friend of mine was really sad. And I told her, go into the, go to the mirror and just stare at yourself. Because if you're not a narcissist, if you're a narcissist, <laughs> it's a little bit. But most of us are not narcissistic. So as long as you're not narcissistic, it's a great way to just Look at yourself in the mirror and you will start laughing because we are funny. Yeah. I mean, it's really embarrassing to stare at yourself. It's embarrassing to hear yourself. None of us, we're all self-deprecating. So yes. we always think that our voice sounds really goofy or we look goofy, whatever it is, but it will make you laugh. Or even if you don't feel like it, look at yourself, put a smile on your face, and I guarantee you, you will reflect it inside. And so to me, dancing does that for me. You know, you just like, throw your arms in the air so no one can see that all the years you know but you like you throw your arms in the air so like there's a great expression by Susa dance as if no one's watching you and you should yes should yes. I mean because in life like no one we all think that everyone's watching us but no one cares the other thing is and this isn't a pastime but you picked up on this yes. I smile and laugh a lot that's just life it's just how it I is. it's just it's like breathing to me so you know and if it's not you don't do it but if you go around with a frown, if you go around town with a frown, you're going to be down. <laughs> there we go. That was really silly, but I just made that up. So if you go around town with a frown, you'll be down. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. That's like a Dr. Seussism, if you will. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, right? Oh, my God. I need to do that. Uh... Another hobby. I, like I said, there's so many, but... Yes. Another thing I love, and again, I don't know if you call this a hobby, but I absolutely love helping. That is such a huge passion of mine. So, and it's really about connecting. So I like walking down the street. And remember, we're all from the same atom. So when I walk past people, I literally, you know, I'm, I live in New York City, so I have to be careful. Um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm very friendly, but on the street, I have to be serious. And so unless you're a baby or if you're a baby or a dog, a puppy or a kitty, I, I can't, I can't hold back. But then I just I can't be serious. But, but other than that, I have to be serious walking down the street. But then I look at people, just do a quick glance. And I think we're connected. We're connected. And I don't mean LinkedIn connected. I mean, real human beings, human, human beings. beings. It is the most amazing feeling. And then when I see homeless people, if I feel safe, because again, you have to be careful. I will actually start a conversation because they're just down on their luck. They are real people and they just want to be seen, heard, and understood. So to me, there's a woman, Viola, and we always, always, always talk. And I pass by her several times a week and I don't have a lot to give her. I want to help her get housing. And, and I said to her, I'm sorry, I don't have much to give you. And she said the most beautiful thing to me. She said, but you give me kindness and that is worth more. And this is a homeless woman who's on the street. She told me every day she's begging for 30 
$57 so she can get in some temporary shelter for the night. And that just brought tears to my eyes because I thought it takes so little for us to reach other people. I know. And that's all it is. It is. It's amazing. Sorry, that was a long. <laughs> that, was, that was perfect. I mean, that's what people are looking for, right? They want to know what's in your mind. And, and yes. then when we, when we talk and tell stories, yeah. it opens up people's, you know, it, it opens up the hearts. And what's really cool is human beings, we love stories. Yes. Like telling stories. We love listening to stories yes. because that's how we are taught from God. You know, if you look at the Bible, if you look at the Quran, you look at the Torah. What's, what is it? It's a collection of stories of what happened in the past and what we should take heed and lesson from. And I think the more stories there are, the, the better off we are. So I want to encourage anyone who's listening that we all have stories to tell. So two things on that point. We need to let go of painful stories. Yes. Um, I've had things happen to me. I have things happening now. I'm sure you do as well, Janae. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's part of being a human being. It's, it it's this beautiful journey that's filled with all these twists and turns. Mm-hmm. And think of it like a roller coaster. When you're going down, you are screaming. It, is, it can be really painful. Yes. But guess what? You are going to bottom out. At some point, there's only so far you can go down because the... Yes. The earth does have, there is a ground there. You're not going to sink, you know, into, into the great beyond. Yeah. So remember, you will always reach a bottom. And at that point, when you reach it, you are, you know what? If you're on your knees, then you crawl. You just crawl. And yeah. then eventually when you have the strength to pick up, you ask someone to help pick you up. So you're in a semi-walking state. But that's you just right. keep moving. Because that's all it is when you get that energy. And then eventually you'll be able to stand. But we all have a story. So when someone else, if you look down on someone else, then guess what? You're judging yourself because we are all connected. And so if I look down on you for any reason whatsoever, then I'm looking down on myself essentially because I genuinely believe we're connected. So if you see a homeless person, find someone you feel safe talking to. If not, give them a water. If you don't want to donate money, give them food, give them water. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you just see someone and you know, I was on the subway the other day and it was so disheartening. This woman with a toddler physically fell down the steps. It was really busy. It was right near 42nd street. It's one of the most, the busiest stations in the world. Wow. And she fell down. She literally was bleeding. She had a cut on her forehead. Oh my God. And I, I love children anyway. I immediately picked up her child yeah. and then I brought her child to her because I know they needed to connect. Yeah. Her shoes had been strewn. It was rush hour. People oh. were physically stepping over. It was so, it just hurt my heart to see oh it. And so I took her, I held her. I put my arm on her shoulder. We were total strangers. I said, take a deep breath. I'm here for you. How are you? Yeah. Let's talk. And I got her, she was hysterical. I got her to calm down. And then I said, okay, do you need me to call a doctor? What would you, she was embarrassed. I said, don't be embarrassed. I'm here. People were stepping over. I put my, I tried to put my body in the way to protect her. Yeah. You know, I physically helped her up. I got her shoes. I was holding her daughter. I mean, I was really trying to take care of her, calm her daughter down. And it hurt my heart to see how no other human being, and I'm not kidding, there were hundreds of people stepping over us. No other human being helped her. So instead of thinking humanity stinks, no. which a lot of people think, I didn't take it that way. I no. thought, well, they saw someone taking care of her, so they thought they were in their own head. Just, you know, I got to go. I got to do this. So I thought, well, I'm glad that I was able to help her. I walked her to the train. She would not allow me to get help. Mm-hmm. I made sure she was okay. Got a tissue for, gave her a tissue. 
yeah. you know, calmed her daughter down. So I left them as calm as I could. Um, I embraced her and I embraced her daughter and then I left. Um, but I, the reason I'm telling everyone this story is yeah. if you see something like that, I don't care if you're going to be late to your business meeting, throw a tissue in and walk away. At least give them a tissue, like do something, give a glance, anything, even if you don't have time to stop, use your heart, use your compassion, throw a prayer, whatever you want to do. Just like, remember that one day you're going to trip down the steps. Mm -hmm. And you're going to hope that someone, any human being is there to help you, to just tell you it's going to be better. And maybe I'm using that as a metaphor. No, you absolutely. physically fall down, but mentally you're going to have something happen. Whether your relationship is going to fall apart, you know, you're going to get divorced, whatever it is. Yeah. There's nothing so tragic that another human being can't help you. But the better you are at helping other people, the better you will be to attract those other people into the fold. Right. All it takes is one human being to help another. You don't need a thousand people. You just need one to see you and know that you're going to be okay. So don't forget what you put out into the universe, it's going to come back to you. That's right. That's an amazing story. I love it. What's, what's the one hobby that you said you wanted, you wanted to do, get into acting? Yes. Okay. So that's my secret. So I took acting lessons for 15 years and I did regional theater. I did what's called summer stock. Um, if anyone asks, they'll, they, they will have heard of it. Mm -hmm. So it was, you needed to do that years and years ago in order to, it was one of the main ways to earn um, equity points to be able to be on Broadway. So I live in New York, so that's a big thing. Well, everyone knows what Broadway yeah, is. Yeah. So, um, and if, if you're from outside the US, um, if you're in the UK, it's the same as the West End. So Broadway is the ultimate theater, if you will, to be on stage. For, for America. And anyway, so that was, you know, a thought that I had. And then when I became um, a teenager and 17 years old, I was offered a part to be on Broadway as a dancer and part of the chorus. Um, and I had to turn it down because I had $400 to my name and I couldn't live off of money because it's very expensive to live here. So I turned it down and I went to college. But that's always been a thought in the back of my mind. Like, I'm not saying I would have been a great star actress I would have been a great character actress um versus the lead if you will because I think there's so much more fun in being a character so so that is one thing and one day one day I would love to do a commercial just for fun I don't care if anyone watches it just it would be fun so I could say you know what I did it so that would be the one hobby that I always regret so what I what I would like to do and hopefully starting next year is public speaking because you can probably tell I'm not shy. <laughs> you would do great in public speaking. Yeah, so I just come alive in front of people. Um, it's, it's really me. I'm not putting this on. This is genuinely who I am. So mm, I think awesome. that would be a way to take my acting forward. Although when I, I want to caution everyone, it's not that I would be acting in public speaking. It's just bringing <laughs> no, no, out no. those skill sets, if you will. So um, a few things that I learned uh, this year. Um, I First of all, a couple of years ago, I joined Toastmasters. Oh, did you? I want to do that. Excellent platform yeah. to do, um, you know, public speaking, learn public speaking. And, you know, it's a very safe environment. So that's something I would, you know, recommend you check it out. Uh, number two is backstage.com. I remember that from acting. Right, so they're still around. I actually signed up with them about a few months ago. Really? 
one of my friends who actually recently moved to uh, New York, he told me about it. And he's like, dude, I got these gigs. I just go show up. I act and I get paid. Wow. So I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. So it was hundred bucks a year. So I signed up browsing through these casting calls and there's one for Kaiser Permanente to come in, be a patient and act like a patient. Like, all right, let me, let me try it out. So they're like, oh, you can come on in and, you know, check it out. So I went to it and I, I just had to pretend to be sitting in a waiting room at Kaiser Permanente. And they had all the camera gear and everything set up. And um, so I, I, I acted, you know, I got up, the nurse came, I got up and then just walked. And I had to pretend to have knee pain. And I was like, you know, I don't need to pretend because as a cyclist, I've had knee pain. And I don't know what it feels like. So, um, so that was fun. And I got paid a hundred bucks to do that. So I would love to return on investment was, you know, just a couple of months. Finding the right gig. Well, so I was in the background of a of a um, a music. I, this is terrible. I forgot his name. But anyway, Boots Boots. Oh, I forgot his name. He's a really uh-huh. famous musician. But I was in the background. I was in California on nice. a beach years yeah. ago, and and literally, they. I was just in the background, so I didn't get paid sure. or anything. And it was only a few minutes, but it was really, really, really fun. So I would love to do that. I will connect you with him. Uh, his name is. Yeah, please. Uh, Grayson Scott. Okay. He's thinking of starting his own podcast also. Great. He's a stand-up comedian. He's been doing that for five years. Oh my God, I'm going to get along so well with him. I used to do improv, so yes. I mean, not do it. Wait, wait, let me take it back. I took lessons with you it. You took <laughs> lessons with it, right? He's doing really good. He's taking, the, um, he's taking some classes at the Comedy Cellar down there in New York. Wow. Really funny guy. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. So those are two things that you can, you know put down for 2019 and get in on that. I lo- can I can I give a plug for a friend of ours? Absolutely. I have a really good friend, our, our good friends, Glenn Garns and Rob Howes. They have this extraordinary service called Experts on Stage. Experts on Stage. And it is an extraordinary place. If you are a speaker, it's not an option. You must join. They are, it is this great platform. I don't have time to go into detail, but, you know, Will, I'm sure, Junaid, you can you can give people information writing it down. Absolutely. Experts on Stage, you must visit it and you must talk to them. And they will tell you how much better this is than what's out there. It offers so many pieces. In one, it's sort of one-stop shopping for a speaker. It is. So that's that's my plug for our friend. Tell us all about where people can come find you and talk to you. People can find me on LinkedIn. I like to do daily videos um, or posts on LinkedIn so you can see what I'm like. And you can see me in person. And as I've been told, I'll give you two tips that people say about me. I was compared, someone once said I was um, like a cup of coffee. <laughs> and I said, is that an insult or a compliment? wake up don't watch so, <laughs> thing. I will wake you up and then um although I will be serious and I will give you pieces of information to help you um from a strategic standpoint as well as just to go about ways to do business and ways to uh, live in life and have a richer life um and um and then you know the three e's is something I'm really promoting um my goal is to write a book I'm starting to work on that now nice and um, to eventually be on stage and uh, to do some public speaking and really get people, you know, just to help them in business and life and just really promote my strategies and help them through it. So I don't know. Did that answer your question? I did. 
Okay. That's perfect. But I, and the final thing I would say is I'm always looking for ways to work with clients. So if you're interested, please feel free to reach out and um, contact me. I'm friendly. I won't bite. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, either, you can have a chat and we can see if we have the same energy. Because to me, it's all about chemistry. If I don't have chemistry, I don't care how much you want to pay me. <laughs> I, we're not working together. But if you have good chemistry, then I could definitely help you. Fantastic. That's that's an awesome intro. Um, awesome outro. Yes. <laughs> Wait, now you need the drum beat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Julie. Or do you do you prefer Juliet? You can call me either one. My my formal name is Juliet, but friends call me Julie. So whichever you like. <laughs> Awesome, Julie. Well, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us and um, hope to talk to you soon. Absolutely, Janae. Take care. Bye. In the next episode, we get to speak with Kenyatta Turner. She provides peace of mind and confidence to small business owners, families, and individuals with affordable legal or identity theft solutions. So tune in again to listen to our talk with Kenyatta Turner with many hobbies.